that page quietly, Chris. So many seats full, we've only got a few left. We might be able to fill them soon. Amen. As we're very, very slowly working our way through Ephesians, we've made it all the way to chapter 4. Ephesians 4, 1 through 16. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the, of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, there is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called, and one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above the all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of, his, of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking... The truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compact by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. <laughs> nice short stretch of verses there. As we're going through Ephesians, for three chapters now, Paul has dealt with doctrine, in which he has described both our spiritual possessions in Christ, our spiritual position in Christ. In the remaining three chapters of his epistle, Paul will focus on duty, or responsibilities, that are ours because of the blessings that we enjoy, as described in the previous chapters of the blessings, described one upon which Paul elaborated is the unity that we have in Christ by virtue of his work on the cross. And he's reconciled both Jew and Gentile to God in one body. There's a lot of different things that are, would be considered duty or uh, required. And there's a lot of things about that that gets just as twisted as any other part of doctrine. And just like with the rest of it, the Bible spells it right out and we can go right there and get the correct answers. Ephesians 2, 14-16 says, For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, to make him in, make him in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, 
and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. By the end of the day, he did all this work so that we could all be one in him, and we wouldn't have to bicker like we tend to do with people. Which means not only the chosen ones, the Jews, who were also special, but also the Gentiles can be fellow heirs of the same body. As we found back in Ephesians 3, 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body, the partakers of the promise of Christ by the gospel. We know that our Lord is no respecter of persons. You either follow him or you don't. And that's not because of where you come from or what the time you grew up on or what type of shoes you like to wear. That's because we're all his children and he wants us all to come home. It should not be surprising then that the first duty that Paul exhorts us to fulfill is to keep the unity of the spirit in the, in the bond of peace. It's almost like it's human nature to not get along. We start out as siblings, not, not even in double digits of age. What do we do? We bicker and fight all the time. Well, that one touched my pencil. Never mind the whole box of pencils on the table. That one was special to me and that person touched it. Then we grow up to be adults and we start wars and all kind of stuff. Unity almost goes against human nature. And yet our Creator wants us to be unified. Which is where Ephesians 4 3 again comes in, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. With Christ taking care of us, we can achieve all things through Him as He strengthens us, so we can also find this unity, or else the Bible wouldn't have said so. Christ attained this unity by His work on the cross. So since He's already attained it, it's already there, that's the hard part. It's like Building a house or keeping the house up, what's harder? It's a lot harder to build it than it is to paint it and fix a few leaks here and there. Well, he already did the hard work. He's already attained it. He's already built this unity. So we're expected to maintain it. Beginning then with the charge to walk worthy of the calling by which you are called, Ephesians 4.1. Paul described how to have a worthy walk, and that is by displaying the attitudes for maintaining unity. And we can do lots of lessons on this, but at the end of the day, we all know that the old bracelet from the 90s sums it right up. What would Jesus do? We ought to be living for him because as Christians, we're supposed to be emulating his pattern. But even with that in mind, we'll still go ahead and delve a little deeper because that's always fun. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring <laughs> to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Lowliness. This word means the having a humble opinion of oneself, a deep sense of one's moral littleness, modesty, humidity, lowliness of mind. This virtue is necessary in order to properly value the others around you. Take a real good look at what that definition was. Loneliness. It doesn't mean to think you're worthless and horrible and that you just stink and that you're not really worth... No. Having a humble opinion of yourself. Understanding that compared to God, you are not all that. This doesn't mean that you're not worth something. This doesn't mean that you can't do great things as long as the Lord is leading you. It means know your place. That means don't devalue yourself, but don't put yourself up on a pedestal where you don't belong either. The glory goes to God, and through His strength we can accomplish much. So lowliness, 
Philippians 2, 3 says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not at every man, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. I know I haven't been married for 40 or 50 years, but at one point in my marriage, when things were going good that day, because we all know that's how marriage works, somebody asked me why it worked out. I said, well, because I worry about what she needs and she worry about what I need. I don't go into it thinking, well, what do I need? Woman, get up and do what I need. And she doesn't come in thinking, what do I need? You, get up and do what I need. We go in with the mindset of what can I do for the other person. And that goes further into what this loneliness of mind entails. It's not, I'm the greatest, so everybody bow to me. And it's not, I'm worth nothing, so nobody do anything for me. It's, let's all have an attitude of servants toward each other. What can we do for those around us? And if absolutely everybody had that mindset, then absolutely everybody would be taken care of. Because as person A took care of the people around them, the people around them would in turn take care of person A. But somewhere along the line, you get one or more people who have this mindset of, well, I'll take what I'm getting and nobody else gets anything, and they break this cycle of goodness. Without this virtue, members in one body begin trying to be the head of the body, which is a result, a role reserved for Christ. That's why you have so many churches now where one person is the man. There's no group of leaders. There's one individual who says and does things the way they want, and they make up rules as they go along, at all different levels between here and there. But the Bible says there's one head of the body, and that head is Christ. So for any human being to decide that they're going to be the head of the body, well, that's a problem. So we have to have this lowliness so that we can keep ourselves in the right mindset so we can serve one another. Gentleness goes right along with the first one. This word can be translated as gentleness, mildness, or meekness. It's not a quality of weakness, though. There are those who would think, oh, you're gentle, you're weak. Just like those who would think being kind is being weak. That's not true. You've got to be extra strong to be gentle or kind. Gentleness is not a quality of weakness, but of power under control. Anybody can be a bully. It takes hard work to do the right thing. Moses was a meek man. Not everybody catches that part about him because you see this great movie made about him that was made back 100 years ago almost. Or you read the bulk of the chapters and you say, man, look at all the stuff Moses is accomplishing. Well, first off, Moses didn't do that. Moses was used to do that. The second off, it comes right out and says in the beginning that he was meek. He was a meek man. Numbers 12, verse 3. But he was capable of great strength and boldness. Jesus, the most powerful being that we cannot read about or think about. There's not another human being on the earth who is as powerful as Christ. But what does Matthew 11 say? It says he was meek and lowly in heart. Not qualities of weakness, but qualities of strength. When we see where he drove the money changers out of the temple, we see that he definitely had strength to do things that were needed to be done. Which also goes back to the bracelets. People have said that lately, that what would Jesus do does not rule out cracking whips and telling people to get themselves in line very loudly. But it, is, but it is being gentle that has to be worked at, that takes effort, that takes real strength. Even when there is a potential for being harsh, gentleness is more conductive for maintaining unity. If everybody's harsh to one another, we end up bickering. 
If everybody is gentle with one another, we get things done. Which goes right in hand in hand with item number three, and that's long-suffering. It doesn't matter if you're talking about a friendship, a parent-child, an aunt-uncle, a sibling, a marriage. All relationships require long-sufferingness, unless they're a five-minute lunch with a client or something, you never see them again. Long-suffering. If you're not long-suffering, you won't go the long haul in any situation in your life. The idea here is one of patience, forbearing, forbearance, long-suffering, slowness, and avenging wrongs when the body consists of members who are not perfect and often sin against one another. Maintaining unity is not possible unless they are willing to endure one another's imperfections. Raise your hand if you can point out a church where all the members are perfect and not a single member has any personality quirks or bad habits. And not a single member gets on another member's nerves. Raise both hands if you know of a household that way. And since the only one raising their hand is Chris, we'll educate him later. We get back to long-suffering. You don't have long-suffering at home, your family suffers for it. And if you don't have long-suffering at church, you start looking for a new church when the door is closed. We have to be long-suffering. We need to bear with one another in love. This is similar to being long-suffering. Bearing means to sustain, to bear, or to endure. <coughs> Sounds a lot like long-suffering to me. What makes such long-suffering and forbearance possible is another virtue, and that's the virtue of love, which is a highly underrated virtue. As Paul wrote about, as Paul wrote in his chapter on love, love suffers long and it is not provoked. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaulteth not itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave itself unseemly. It seeketh not her own. It is not easily provoked, and it thinketh no evil. If you have the proper attitude of love toward all those around you, it's going to be really hard to violate all the other things and relationships that we need to keep in check. The virtue of love is the tie that bonds all these virtues together. Colossians 3, 12-14 says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and, and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Love is the bond of perfectness. By the way, the whole list in these three verses... In order to do these things right, every one of these other qualities require love, to at least some degree. You might be able to put on a show or, or occasionally be kind of forgiving, but you really need love to do it long term. Endeavor. Displaying these virtues does not come naturally or easily, nor does maintaining unity. So the need for much effort. Paul uses a word which means to exert oneself. Endeavor. Give diligence. Take the time to put in the work because it's not easy and you've got to try or you're not going to do this. Only by giving diligence to display all these virtues can we hope to keep or maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Ephesians 4.3 says endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Everybody's got to do their part and put in their work. It's not just something that just happens and is handed to us. It's something that through all these qualities we're talking about, we endeavor to hang on to. 
But now that we got it all blowed way up into a big proportion, how about just the basis of unity? Ephesians 4, 4 through 6 says, There is one body, one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, children, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. One body. This refers to the body of Christ. This refers to the church. Does that mean Mall City? No, that means every group of believers who are following the Bible throughout the world, throughout all time. Ephesians 1, 22 and 23 says, And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Goes back to what we said earlier about him being the head, and nobody else can fill that position because he is the head, while well, we are the body, which means we're taking orders from the head. Of course, Paul speaks here of the church in the universal sense, the body of saved believers throughout the world, throughout time. Of which Christ is the head and savior of the body. Ephesians 5.23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. While there may be many local churches or congregations, some doing it great, some not doing it as great, and every level in between, there's only one universal church, meaning no matter where you show up to do your worship, you're doing it right, you're following Christ, and he's added you to the church as he added those daily. And that's because there's only one head, and that's Jesus Christ. So if there's only one head, there's only one body. Along with that one body, we have one spirit. And this would be the Holy Spirit, who was already described in this epistle. as the Holy Spirit of promise back in Ephesians 1.13. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, of whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. The spirit that was a guarantee of our inheritance, verse 14, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purposed purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. This is by whom both Jew and Gentile have access to the Father. Ephesians 2.18, for through him we have access by one spirit unto the Father. And verse Ephesians 2.21 and 22, in whom all buildings fitly framed together growth into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye are buried together for a builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. And then also, by whom the mystery of Christ was revealed, Ephesians 3, 5, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of man, as it is now revealed unto the holy apostle and prophets by the Spirit, and this is through whom God strengthens with might the inner man, Ephesians 3, 16, and as one whose unity is to be maintained in the bond of peace, Ephesians 4, 3, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And this is just the tip of the iceberg, but this unity is important. A group of people who get together every Sunday and bicker and argue and fight are not in unity. A group of people who get together and care about each other and help each other out, that's unity. When we return, we're going to talk about our hope, the whole one hope of your calling, which is an extension of what we've already talked about, and about different roles as we work on our unity. But this is where we're going to leave off for this morning which gives us the opportunity for our invitation. The invitation is good for anybody that has any needs, whether it's time to become a Christian or the Christian.